The North and South Fork. This one has wine, and this one has crime. <laughs> That's a map of Long Island for you. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Martial Mind Podcast. We are three training brothers of Shaolin Kung Fu, talking about training, how it impacts our lives, our relationships, and everything else in between. Uh, today, we are going to be talking about a super cool concept of uh, Puer Eternus. right after our last episode that we filmed that um i think just directly you know like there's some videos or something someone will like you'll watch something and you're like oh that resonates and then I there's, feel attacked. there's resonating but then there's like the video drove like a toyota sienna through my living room <laughs> and it's just like yeah Someone called it a wake-up call. <laughs> yeah. Just picture those old, like, Suzuki X7s, like those giant old station wagons with the metal tire case on the back. You know, they never died. Uh, Some call it a wake-up call. Some call it a taser in your ass. Just plug directly into the... Just plug directly into the power... Just plug directly into the power grid. <laughs> nuclear backup. Just 220 volts right into your ass. <laughs> you left it in your pocket and it won't turn off. <laughs> oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God, oh, God. Um, you ever been electrocuted? Uh, it just it just feels like your whole body is going like, mm, you know. There, there was one time I was holding my guitar, I went to plug it into it, to plug the amp in. Yeah, this is how. What and my opposite arm just started shaking. Or you ever rent from one of those old shitty pr- practice spaces, and you put your your lips touch the microphone, your whole body goes. Poof, yeah, just a little. There's no phantom little, power. Little, yeah, yeah, yeah. Little, ooh, that, there's, that's like that's ooh. there's like two twenty coming into the room, and it's none of it's none of it's grounded. It's none of it's. Grounded. <laughs> it's all just going directly into your lips. Yeah, exactly. Anybody else taste copper? <laughs> we used to put socks over the microphones to stop the static. You'd, oh. you'd bring a clean pair of socks with you. I mean, you'd bring a clean pair. No, no, no. That's not what I'm ooing at. I'm yeah. ooing at like getting like like a but like just on your lips <laughs> and you couldn't hear any of the lyrics it all sounded terrible but again um that those are my m- more of my yes. square return of stage um, you know <laughs> so yeah so we watched i i saw a video um discussing the um the archetype of a puer eternus uh which is basically i guess loosely translated to kind of forever youthful or kind of the archetype of the man child yeah the, actually. the eternal child um, there's also puella eternus which yes is female the version. female version and and what can be um sometimes coined as and jordan peterson has coined this a lot as a uh, peter pan syndrome mm-hmm. of never uh never growing up or never um you know um kind of accepting responsibility in a way that can help um bolster life in a meaningful way as you get older because basically. I too like to hang out with kids and be covered in glitter, you know. Mm. There he does. <laughs> that's not what the cops call you. So that's. <laughs> I'm a fairy. Well, there's a different legal term for that. We're not allowed to say that anymore. You know? <laughs> well, just get in this van. We're taking you somewhere else. <laughs> get out of your van and get into our van. It's just like a crack, cracked out guy in handcuffs. Like, where's Tinkerbell? Give me back Tinkerbell! <laughs> <laughs> Screaming. Um. So, uh. Now, we are not Jungian psychologists, psychiatrists. He's a psychiatrist, I think. Jungian psychiatrists or uh, researchers in that regard, but uh, do feel that this hit a lot, hit home very closely for a lot of us in a lot of different ways. And I think that's really what is interesting and what is so universal about archetypes is that, at least as far as I understand, they all kind of have a certain place in our psyches so mm. that we all kind of have a certain part of our life that resonates with them to a certain degree. Mm. And depending on where we are on the scale of our kind of how integrated we are and how kind of um, self-understanding we are and self-actualizing we are, where different ones kind of resonate more than others depending on if something's out of whack or something is more overgrown than it needs to be. Um, but... Yeah, it was basically this idea that, um, you know, it is this, basically the, the childlike energy within you and, 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 and your, your, your um, childlike excitement and energy and enthusiasm that on the one hand can bring, on the positive note, um, if it's integrated properly, can bring, again, that childlike um, energy, enthusiasm, curiosity into your, fascination. Yeah, into your adult life. And it's kind of like the, you know, kind of, again, like that, uh, the quote from that Jesus guy. Who was like, you know, who was like, you know, um, 
what is it? Um, <laughs> Jesus guy. <laughs> Jesus guy. That, that carpenter. Yeah, that, that wood guy. Jesus. <laughs> oh. um, but, but you know, kind of that keeping that. He worked with wood, but he was made of granite. You know? <laughs> and he was also <laughs> a winemaker. <laughs> yeah. um, but, you know, keeping keeping that, what is it, like um, all those that keep the childlike nature in your hearts are granted granted in, granted access into yeah, heaven. Yeah, like, let, lest, lest ye be like a child, you won't make yeah. it. Yeah, you know, won't be granted access into heaven. Or however the biblical quote goes. I'm not sure if it was yeah. Christ who said it, but, you know, to make yourself Could like have been a child. Gary. I don't to, know. Be able to, view, to be able to view God's creation uh, with childlike wonder at all times. Yeah. Yet, so in the video, I liked how they, they, they juxtapose... Um, the Puer Returnus with the Senex, right? That was the correct term. The old man. Um, mm. uh, and, and I liked how they talked about both of them because there, there's, there's positive, positives and negatives to, to both. Yeah. And I think if you can find the balance between the two, that's what they talk totally. about later in the video, is, as Jung had to find within himself this 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 love of building, right? This love of... of uh, right. We should also link the video in. Oh, uh, yeah, no, totally. Um, um, yeah, we, yeah, we definitely will. The video is amazing. It's really, really good. Uh, yeah, so, but, it, you know, it's very good. But how you have to juxtapose that where the Senex will, will uh, can we just look up and make sure I'm using the correct term? Well, I was going to say, we never really define, like, I want to just read a caption on Pueriternus just to cut in, like, you know, so this is a Pueriternus and just read from a young analyst, and then we just go from there. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah, just because it's already pulled up because, like, we kind of danced around the summary of it. Gotcha. The Puer Eternus, Latin for eternal child, used in mythology to designate a child god who is forever young. Psychologically, it refers to an older man whose emotional life has remained at an adolescent level, usually coupled with too great a dependence on the mother. The term puella is used when referring to a woman, though one might also speak of a puer animus or puella anima. So this is from uh, frithluton.com. She is a Jungian uh, analyst and psychotherapist. So that's pretty cool. And then can we look up uh, Senex? Can we see if that's the, the correct terminology that I'm using? Senex? I believe, I believe X, yes. Senex Latin. A, 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 yeah, down. There you go. Latin word literally meaning a man of yep. old age. It may specifically refer go. to wise old man, an archetype. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so the Puer Returnus and the Senex, as we, were, as we were saying earlier. And I think the video... It, the, the video goes into great depths in describing it, and it, it's, it's really excellently articulated. Um... But one of the things I really resonated with is, like, the bitterness of the old man. And, like, yeah. it's kind of like one or the other. Because I feel like you're either living in this – I feel like we struggle with this. And I feel like this is, again, something that we constantly come back to is, like, these struggles of modernity and these things that, like, we, 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 we don't – we have so much distraction that it's not like back in the old days where you could just be in the temple. Or, like, that's what you did. You gave your right. – your parents gave your life savings to some Sifu because you, you go live in his mansion and be his student for years and years and years. Never and being fully get, at any one place at any one time. Right, exactly. You can never be at any full place at any one time, which is another another factor of the Puer Eternus is that you can't ever be fully present. And that and I committed. really am fully, fully present or fully committed. And, and that I really resonated with because, like, even in my business some days, I'm like, shit, I got to do this forever? Yeah. You know? And it's like this whole big thing, this whole giant, like, life-shifting career change. But even then, it, was that not also part of it? You know what I mean? Right. What, what prevented me from being happy as a mechanic or then, you know – Moving forward right. into in, in other aspects, like right. all like again, the the Puerto Turners also talks about lots of unfinished works. The artist without art, right? The artist yeah. with no art to show for it. Yeah. I, you know, I I really resonated with a lot of that stuff, and I feel like when it comes back to to training, um, it you you could become like uh, as far as you know traditional martial arts are concerned, you could start to become like the form eater. You know what I mean? Where you just constantly want to keep learning the next thing and 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 the next thing, but you never really quite fully grasp right. what you have in the first place, and that's where you have all these bullshit martial artists. Totally. You and, know? and especially how how kind of this concept directly relates to martial arts, kind of following off what you're saying, Ed, is that you know um, one of the hallmarks of someone who really um, kind of lives out this archetype is. Um, you know, they have all of this. They live completely in the realm of potential. They live completely, and a lot of it is this self-aggrandizing potential, where like they see. You know, you can always, you know, you can you can fantasize about how fast you're going to run the race if you never actually run it. 
Mm. You know, if you're sitting, they basically are sitting on the starting line of life and seeing everyone else run. They're like, oh, man, I bet I'd be really fast. I got all this potential. And mom said I got a lot of potential. Mom's my biggest fan. You know what I mean? Which is pretty cool because my mom's better than your guy's mom. She's pretty (laughs) awesome. Um, My mom could kick your mom. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Just mom mom fight pit. (laughs) Get her. Get the bitch, mom. Um, <laughs> tell her her cooking sucks. <laughs> um, Your lasagna blows, Karen. <laughs> um, but, but, but it's um, you know, it, it is that idea of living in that potential and kind of having walking through life at, with this um, really kind of in the way of like a weighted blanket where it's a level of comfort, but it's also weighing you down mm. in the sense of like you're kind of in this daze and this and having this weight on you of like all these things that can happen. But nothing is ever really produced, kind of like what you said. Is it's they said it perfectly as you know they get they get uh, you know you get lost in philosophy and art and th- and all the and all the theory, but again, it's not n- none of the actual application of life for for various reasons. One of them being um, fear of um, fear of of making the wrong choice and getting too invested in something and then being like, oh no no that wasn't the right decision. Fuck now I wasted all this time. Or also, um, you know same thing of like oh well why am i going to get in this relationship or why am i going to do this this person's going to die this isn't going to go well there's probably it's it's actually very similar in a, in a lot of ways to um goodwill hunting is very similar will hunting is, is like that where he never gets involved in a relationship because he's always well there's more like trauma and stuff you know his dad right. putting, his dad putting out cigars on him but that's a whole different <laughs> thing <laughs> he doesn't really talk about that thing. well he probably does honestly but uh but you know it's that you know, always looking at problems a mile down the road and never actually being able to be present and living in kind of what the video says of like the blood and guts of life, which is the positive and the negative. You know, if you're, yes, in, yes, you can, you can keep what's in your brain positive all the time because it's all theory. It's in this enclosed environment that you can keep. But once, but that's not living. Living right. is kind of how your essence is interacting with the environment around you and the people around you. So it is kind of this idea of, um, never reaching your full potential because you are kind of drunk off of your own ideas of what you could be and could become and what life should be but maybe isn't. And because of that, um, you know, you never – because of that and also your lack of um, um, rigid, rigidity and um, – Rigidity. 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 Um, I'm a great Googleizer. <laughs> with, with, kind of with a real aversion to consistency and structure also, which is just, again, kind of that. We talk about discipline all the time, but it's kind of through this archetype is spoken more through that not being able to uphold and take that responsibility um, to just practically be able to be a part of society. And not just like, oh, conform. It's not only just about that. It's also about like for you to take part in the game that is life, You there is a give and take of giving up some of that childlike irresponsibility while keeping while keeping other aspects of it to be able to make room for the practicality of adulthood and responsibility that can bring a lot of meaning to later life, you know? Yeah, I mean, relating to the whole, um, just be, being a passenger in your own life and like just living in the world of expectations, it's really, really self-sabotaging. Especially your own expectations, yeah, too. The, you get the, lost in it. Exactly. You, yeah. you, like I, I had a conversation with one of my buddies recently just about like you you can you can die waiting you can die waiting for the right moment you know like why not yeah. why aren't you going out and taking advantage of what you have what happened you, to Jerry he passed away in the waiting room of life but, but dude just, it, but it's it's yeah people DM, live life's DMV people live and die he's got like a six year old like cars and trucks magazine just, <laughs> <laughs> just, he's frozen in a room temperature room just <laughs> but dude like people triggered. people live and die without reaching their true potential because they just they live in that that, that fantasy world of their own internal expectations that ever make, bring anything forth and and I, I've had these conversations re- recently with a couple of my buddies that like you know he, he was uh, one one of my friends was talking about like making more content and like learning editing and he was like you know explaining all these barriers that were in his way and I was like dude you can just do this and that's a workaround he's like I can do that I'm like well I, I just don't have the time and I'm like well you're in this place you can you can you can use what you have to make something and then make that better instead of worrying about that uh, that goal that pinnacle that you're looking to achieve on your first shot yeah. like that's just not healthy it's not practical it doesn't make any sense you can't just limit yourself to what you you want your final version to be yeah you know and, and we fought yeah. against that archetype in, in creating this podcast that we said fuck it like let's take the ball let's run with it like let, let's let's make this shit happen right now and we'll make it better as we go yeah. and, you know? and again to um 
to combine that that mm-hmm. idea of the Puer Eternus and the Senex is like so the Senex is like the, the positive aspects of that, that they were outlining is or out, outlining excuse mm-hmm. me um, is that you know he's got the desire to work he's got the desire to put the work in so the Puer allows you the dream and, and the 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 Senex allows you the discipline to fulfill that dream and to mm-hmm. see it through you know right. so it's about finding the positives in both and then yeah. using that information and using that discipline to to move yourself forward you know the 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 poor aspects of myself um make me want to have those big spiritual conversations to talk about big grander oh, yeah. things yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and the where could we be and where Absolutely. could we go and what's really out there and like the, all, the, all the long talks we used to have uh, 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 in the middle of the, you know like like hanging out to like 3, 4 o'clock in the morning oh, just talking long. about the universe and like all this different kind of shit and like watching watching videos on, on you know just wild videos on YouTube about spirituality and yeah. occasionally nukes top 5 scary yeah. shit you know what I mean but but then, you know, taking those those big grand ideas that we talk about, um, which makes you interesting in conversation also. That's that's like I think of the Puerto Eternus as like that guy at the bar. Right. You know right. what I mean? Yeah. He's like that dude at the bar that's like everybody's sitting down listening to him tell this yeah. story. Wearing a lot of beads. He's he, I was gonna say I was gonna say <laughs> I was gonna say medallion and chest hair, but same thing. because yeah, um, the beads that's beads. also me now and gonna be you next year when you get your beads. Also so, I'm with two wooden bead wearers right <laughs> now. You're with one right now. He doesn't deserve his yet. No, I'm just okay, kidding. Okay. Correction. <laughs> I don't. I don't <laughs> 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 he's, he's got to go through the probationary period. He deserves them just fine. Well, um, he's on probation. But, <laughs> but anyway, um, so again, this is all prayer energy mm. right here. You yeah. know what I mean? And the Senex is the one that got us to set up the fucking lights and put the camera up. <laughs> right. you know be, here with, be here dressed. <laughs> be here, put clothes on. You know what I mean? Um, uh, but to, to your point. You know what I mean? To to your point, I believe that that's that's what you're finding is you're finding that you're trying to teach others that balance point uh, of of putting the work in to making the dream fulfilled. Right. You know? I mean, I mean, taking some action is better than taking none and just living totally. in that like at the starting line and and just you know you're getting lapped without ever moving. You know, and it's like people don't realize you know that you're not getting anywhere by not making moves. And the know? thing is too, what is also kind of. Um, very important to know is that, and they speak about this, and I've, you know, in what I've heard about this concept is that it's kind of like, you know, getting high off your own supply. You know, like that guy at the bar, and and even, and we've probably experienced this too of like living in that theory or saying cool stuff to people and stuff that you do actually find meaningful, but then, but then you're like, they're like, that was pretty cool, and you're like, yeah, that was pretty cool. Well, I think we talked about that a lot in 25, you know? with like the dude, the story I told about the dude from the rehearsal st- rehearsal space. That's right. yeah, perfect example yeah. of that kind of energy where it's like, yeah. but at the same time, he was putting the work in and his music. Right while it was pop right. music was pretty good right you know what I mean so he was he right. was putting the work in in, right. in certain aspects oh totally know? it's just that idea of like how you can there's that extra layer of what can blind you where it's not mm. just like right. it's not just your own illusions about life but also your own illusions about yourself by by your self talk of like you know you put out all the stuff and you're like man this theory talking about philosophy and all these bigger things it's cool and you're like yeah that is fucking pretty cool and you, and then and then you kind of again it's kind of like you're snorting your own coke a little bit like you're right. kind of like you know you're you know and then you kind of get just high. Jack Nicholson and the Departed wants some coke <laughs> throws it on the ceiling <laughs> don't come up to your numb <laughs> yeah. oh my god dude that's I forgot about that line yeah. dude that's yeah. something that's, that's something a dirty gross Jack Nicholson looking guy would say to you yeah <laughs> Jack literally. Nicholson wrote that line <laughs> yeah. um, dude he just said it and they were like okay yeah that yeah. yeah, works man but I mean there's a lot of facets to the, the Puerto Eternus that, that are more than just getting than just being stuck in preparation and in fantasy. It's like sort of we an apprehension. This morning, though, too. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, like, it's yeah. an apprehension to commit or to live in reality in more ways than, than just that. Like the uh, there was one excerpt that I had pulled up in, in the notes that we had where um oh, I just gotta find this really quick. It was uh, not committing to life in the sense of living meaningfully because he doesn't want to suffer by anticipating suffering leading to less meaningful experiential life. So I've really experienced this in a lot of ways in terms of just like anticipating suffering. I mean, we've all been through our traumas. We've all been through things that that have really messed us up. And, and, you know, something that I I try to avoid doing but I've done in the past is just like is withdrawing like, I mean, it's basically with my parents, you know, everybody's scared of their parents dying. Everybody's yeah. scared, scared of mortality and, and I'm terrified of it. And, you know, I'm really doing my best to, I spend time with them a lot. You know, I come over in the afternoons and hang out with them and stuff and they're not sickly. They're not like, you right. know, knocking on death's door. There was a very scary experience I had recently, but I, I felt that way where 
you know, I, I get that sensation of just like I'm talking to mom and, and dad and realizing we're not getting any younger. And it's, it's yeah, I, I could it's just feeling That's the roller sure. coaster. Yeah. You know, we're just ticking up and up and up and up. And we're just, it's just, yeah. you know, we're drifting down the river. And, you know, I just noticed that the motion forward, you know, that we're, we are moving yeah. forward through time. And eventually it reaches somewhere. Yeah, and and, and you, you're you're also like you're you're also like your velocity is, increases. You know what I mean? Like it goes like, by faster and go- faster every year, man. Yeah. And yeah. and I get scared. Like I get like you know I'll be hanging out with them and just like I I see I feel myself like almost start like dissociating a little bit where I'm just like man this is you know I'm gonna this is gonna be a memory like and then oh yeah and all of a sudden oh I'm just like I'm freaking out and I can get caught up in that channel yeah. or you can take the moment. And and uh, appreciate the time you have, and and actually live, uh, have a meaningful experiential oh, totally. life. Totally, you never realize you're in the good old days. You know? Yeah, well, you, yeah. You, 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 th- that's yeah. that's the thing about the good old days. They happened already. You know, you you can't if you're not taking advantage of the time that's happening now, you won't be living. And that's in the that's the thing days. I always think about is like I try to keep that in mind where I'm like, there's gonna be there's gonna be a day like if I'm missing if e- either either because of a misconstrued rose-colored glasses view of the past or not, or some combination of that, if I'm missing the past or missing aspects of the past, I'm probably going to feel that way in 10 years about right now. I feel, so I no, feel so that knowing way, that, I feel you know that way mean? about, like, high yellow to green sash mm-hmm. a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, just in the periods of training, you know, uh, we can we can often get lost in, like, where we wish we were with our skill to not just, like, enjoy the process. Yeah, to, to be where we are. And that's part of mm-hmm. what I like and what I like that they speak about. And this is kind of similar with the just starting and just kind of and, – and, again, Jordan Peterson talks about that a lot of, like, don't try to have the perfect plan. Have the plan be crafted through motion forward. You right. know what I mean? But, Allow but it, it to manifest. Exactly. Right? And it's that that's idea – That's exactly what we're doing with this project. Exactly. But it's that idea of uh, – I, f- I, forgot, I forgot the exact – I forgot the exact quote that they used, but it was it was it was a cool um, it was a fun farming metaphor, which we love <laughs> in twenty twenty two. We love farming metaphors. Don't, farmers don't we? But it, farmersonly.com. <laughs> but Put it, your seed in the hole and then cover it with dirt. And right? live in poverty. <laughs> this isn't sexual, it's just hard work and sad. My mortgage <laughs> is like, four hundred dollars a month and I farm corn. <laughs> it's that it's that idea of um, and again, I'm not going to get the full metaphor right, but it's it's not um, waiting to have the perfect plan, but till the soil that's in, that's directly in front of you. Just start tilling the soil that's directly beneath your feet, or yeah. that's right in front of you. Like like here, like and I but I do think about that, and and I've and it's crazy too how um, I'm you know how there is so much to this, and again in in, in just how integrated kind of this where it's not really woo woo, it's just understanding our internal world and how it and how it interacts with our external world of like of like I've either been told or speak things like this where it's like and even in therapy you know like like my um my, you know my therapist me and him will talk about that of like listen like you don't have to have the perfect plan just um you know take one step forward and then your perspective will change and then right. with that new perspective from where you are now then you can make a new decision just it's not it. like you're talking about internal world like like the hollow earth you know what i mean like or am i <laughs> We don't know. Oh the, no! The, the, the world firmer. within our world. Yeah. Um, but it, but turtles it, all the way down. It's just turtles. <laughs> Planet of the turtles. <laughs> um, but it, but it, yeah, it's it's that, it's that um, not needing to have it all figured out, but realizing that you, that at the starting line, you're not supposed to have it all figured out, because you haven't done anything yet. So much of so much of getting to the end goal is and tr- figuring out how to get there is by starting to get there. You know, it, it's you, like doing a fucking kip up. It's like it's like part of it is I can show you how to do it, but you understanding the theory of it is not gonna is not gonna make you do one. Part of right. it is you understanding the the base concept, understanding it in theory, doing it thirty times and breaking your tailbone each time, and then breaking <laughs> it a three percent less each time after the twentieth time. Right. It's kind of what it is. You know, but but it is that idea of mo- iron tailbone training. Yes. Moving to the moving pain. Also, <laughs> pain is what that is. Um but it is it is that um, moving to the next lily pad and then realizing and then trusting that and and it's having faith in yourself too. A lot of this is and I know Jordan Peterson talks about this a lot of that real kind of not really people understanding the practical but also the real interwovenness of faith into our daily lives where it's not just like I believe and I'm gonna get a plane I'm gonna I'm gonna get that new car that I want because you're gonna give me ten dollars each like it's not like uh, it's not like that it's like the in my that's just called days, crime is what that's called in my church days after high school um right after high school uh, uh I remember there was a testimony 
there was like one of those churches where every now and then we'd be like, the Lord has blessed these people, and they want to come up and tell you all about it. Mm. And she was just, someone was just up there talking about how, like, you know, I knew school was going to be difficult if I didn't get a new computer. And Christ blessed us with, you know, $5,000 so I could buy myself a new Mac. And it was just like, that's the that's what you're happy about? Like, you're up here telling the you're, you're up here telling the church about like your new computer that you bought. Like I I, I don't know. It just yeah, felt like well, really it's, material. It's to that me. weird line yeah. of it's that weird line of like that could on the one hand be genuine, but also it's very easy for again it, that type of like what you've spoken about that like holier than thou or that like I've I've been blessed by this. Look at all my blessings, you know. And it's like this isn't right, really. Right. I, don't th- I don't think this is what Jesus died for. I don't think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he yeah. didn't die to give yeah. you a new yeah. Mac. Yeah, I'm yeah, pretty yeah, sure yeah. he wanted you to help yeah. somebody else get yeah. a new Mac. I don't think Jesus you know? got crucified so you can do like a kickflip on your new computer in front of somebody. <laughs> yeah. What's up, bro? Fuck you. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the body like, of Christ. Just like, raise your scooter, like stall on a curb real quick. Do a sidewinder, break both your shins. Look at my eye home. Fuck you. Yeah. But I feel like that is selfish and also making attempt to foist one's own responsibility and, like, their own, um, like, they're the ones who's at the driver's seat. Like, you know, well, Jesus blessed us with a laptop. It's like, well, what did you do to earn that laptop? Because I feel like you had something to do with it. You know, I feel like maybe. Did you, like, go to work? Those $5,000 didn't just fall out of the sky. You know, you had to till the soil in front of you to make that shit happen. So that's another. I mean, like, and I get it. Like, you know, if something, every now and then, like, like, for instance, I know um, some people recently uh, at certain jobs got extra money from left over from COVID. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I know some state employees, like, recently got some money left over from COVID. So I can see how you could be like, this $2,000 came at the perfect time. It's a blessing from Jesus. But it's, right. like, it's also a blessing from Jesus for, like, 500 other people. So is it really about you? Or are you just, like, is it just coincidental and now you're using it, like, like you're using it in a positive way because now yeah. you have it, you know? Where it, it would be different. It's really easy to see things as, like, the skies are opening up when really, you know, it... I feel like if you put too much emphasis on I'm so lucky right now, mm-hmm. you lose sight of, like, what you could have done to make it better. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like sometimes people will get complacent. They're like, oof, man, I was about to put all that work in to make this extra money, but now I got this. And, like, I'm so blessed that I got this. I'm sure something like this is going to happen again real soon. Mm-hmm. And then, like, three, four years goes by, and you're like, well, my car got repoed. Because I didn't hustle, you know? Like, <laughs> Cut to two years in the future, and you're drinking water out of puddles. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's free. It's, it's rainwater. You're just collecting rainwater outside. Like, <laughs> it's, if, like a bird. Like, yeah. I know, it has, I know it has a gas slick in it, but it's fine. Yeah. So it's just like it's supposed like to have like a rainbow mug, like. sheen on top of it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, the rainbow sheen is all the nutrients. <laughs> yeah, it's not <laughs> motor oil at all from it the road. It could be brake fluid. Who knows? <laughs> Wee. <laughs> Oh my god. But you know what you know what I'm trying to say yeah. though, right? Yeah. yeah. So it's like you kind of count your chickens before they hatch, like something good happens to you and you feel so blessed and then you return to that poor state of like, "Oh, I'm so fucking lucky right now. Let's go to the bar. I got 3 grand, you know." Yeah. Say like I remember the first time I got a Christmas bonus, the first thing I did was like, "I'm buying an Xbox." I mean, I still use that same Xbox. It is an investment. But at the same time like I could have bought stocks. You know what I mean? Like you don't always oh, have you, yeah. you don't you don't always have to be super responsible. I'm not saying that you have to be responsible 100% <laughs> of the time or like to yeah. have no fun, but at the same time like you can't get wrapped up in like in like the uh, you can't get wrapped up in not putting the work in because you're yeah. feeling lucky right now or because things are being provided for you. Like again, like that relying on the mother. Yeah. They 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 they, they, talk, they talk about with the puer. It's not just it's not just necessarily your mother. It's whatever's been gifted to you. Whatever is yeah. mothering you. Yeah. You it's, know? Yeah. It's yeah. It's whatever is whatever is, whatever whatever safe harbor you're kind of being protected from life in. Right. It's kind yeah. of what it is. And th- that works hand in hand, like you just mentioned, with the eatable mother. You know, the mother mother who's like sheltering their child so that they cannot go out and function in the real world. And th- th- I think that is kind of um, it's not the sole reason, but it's they work hand in hand with each other. That you know, you're not like like a helicopter mom. You know, mm-hmm. like like preparing their child for nothing. <laughs> you know, <laughs> <laughs> you're just you're sheltering them, caving to all their demands, and and nurturing them to the point that they don't know how to care for themselves. And then you just release this giant baby giraffe into the world. <laughs> There's no idea what they're doing, and and reality is going to hit them hard. It's going to hit them like a semi truck. Yeah, absolutely. And, and that that's I think that's I feel like the eatable mother may be a, a source of the puritanist. So it, it's, people never want their yeah. kids to cry or feel pain at all. Yet that's exactly what yeah. teaches you valuable lessons, and it's about how you deal with it. You know what I mean? Like if your kid gets hurt and then 
they come home and you're mad at them now because they, it, you're scared. You know what I mean? Like this happened to me a lot when I was growing up. It would be like I would go out and do something stupid, something little boys do, like get pushed in a shopping cart and fall down a hill and fucking cut my face open. And it would be like, what the fuck is the matter with you? <laughs> me, and, me and Ryan both like, excuse me? Well, you know, what are you talking about? Like, you ever, you ever watch Jackass and, like, have them get pushed in shopping carts into bushes and stuff? On a weekly basis at that yeah, point. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think we did? Oh, as soon as, the as, soon as they said on the TV, do not recreate this, we were like, recreate it. Got it. You know right, what so I mean? We will like, do that. I will read we will, half We will of do this. exactly that. Your phone takes videos, right? All right, let's yeah, do this. I remember one, t- I remember one time. I remember one time uh, a couple of brothers that we used to hang out with, I won't say their names live, but like a couple of brothers that we used to hang out with were pushing me in a shopping cart directly into the brick wall on the side of Key Food in Kings Park. And I, I just I went like, see it. I just went like, you know, and I come home with a big scrape. My mom's like, what the fuck is the matter with you? Why would you do that to yourself? And this, that, and da, 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 you know, like, so why am I now? I already got hurt. And I need a Band-Aid. So can you just give me the Band-Aid instead of me being in trouble for being hurt? Because like kids are going to be kids. And boys right. are going to be boys, right. and they're going to do what they're going to do, and they're going to go out and they're going to get hurt. Right. So it's like I understand you're doing something stupid, but at the same time, like, why right. am I now in more trouble? Like, because that's what breeds the trauma and makes you afraid of doing anything. Right. It's 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 what happens afterwards. It's how they're taken care of afterwards. I feel like the role as a parent is to guide them to being like, that might not have been your best idea. Right. You know, instead of instead of being like, what's wrong with you that you decided to do that? Right. Be like, do you think that was a good idea? Well, look at your forehead because right. it that... wasn't bleeding before that. Yeah. So. so something tells me it was a bad idea. Right. Let's patch it up. But how about you don't do that again? And then the kid will right. be like, okay. And you I know. Well, go ahead. Jeff. Oh, I was gonna say, I think the eatable mother is more of just like you know shifting blame to the outside world instead of you. So I, I feel like there, there's a better way to do that, you know, instead of being like, what the hell's wrong with yeah. you? There's a way to indicate your mistakes without victimizing, or like, you know, kind of pointing you out to be the bad guy, you know what I mean? Everyone makes mistakes. It's the same exact thing that you're saying. It totally, but like, as far as the eatable mother goes, I don't think that is what the eatable mother is. I don't think I was saying that. I think I was making a, an, an, yeah. an, another point. Right, yeah, I'm, I'm just clarifying yeah, that. Yeah, I'm putting, absolutely. I'm just yeah, kind of laying that out both there. Two, yeah, yeah. Both two negative ends of kind of the parenting. Right, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's what I think I think that's where how I got there is like you know it's it's just it's it's the two, it's the two spectrums um, yeah. that don't serve the child and I think right. too and I think too and and let me know what you guys think about this the two <laughs> ends of the spectrum the North and South Fork <laughs> this one has wine and this one has crime <laughs> <laughs> that's a map of Long Island for you. Yeah. Wine and crime. <laughs> An ice slip is somewhere in the middle. Ice slip is somewhere just in the belly button. Riverhead is in the fish's butthole. So. <laughs> yes, the taint of Long Island. Right in the crevice. Right in the crevice. The crevasse. It's just me and him. Not don't to be any mistaken for a croissant. I love a good John croissant. puts up with us, and that's about it. I tolerate them. <laughs> Barely. Once a week. Our friendship is just perpetual tolerance. <laughs> it's just tolerance and... 100% transactional. It's all relationships, <laughs> I Yes. Um, but what I, let me know what you guys think about this, because what, what I also find is a negative um, outcome of being, of kind of, not only being directly parented that way, because again, it's, it's not only just about, again, the, the relationship with the mother or your parent, but also just your... Um, your road from childhood to adulthood. If you don't actually... If, you, if there's not actually um, any times in which you need to really take on meaningful responsibility or sacrifice or be hurt in that way, um, then you never actually have to produce anything in regards to outcomes or product or anything that actually comes from yourself. And again, what I found very interesting... To just, clarify, I'm sorry. To, yeah, yeah, go to ahead. clarify what you're saying is that's the, from the perspective of the puer, yes, right? Yes. From perspective of the puer. Yes. Okay. One, of the neg- one of the negatives, but again, what, what, was, what I found was very poignant, and I think we all kind of resonated with, with this as being, as kind of all having... Um, you know, kind of regular jobs and regular stressful things, but then also having um, creative endeavors that sometimes can be, you know, tugging on our t-shirts a little bit. Well, <laughs> I, I, re- I resonated that. so hard with the artist without art because, yeah. like, because uh, the player like, is the artist without art. It's all theory and no, no, no production. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, you know, David Bowie uh, said something along the lines of like, when you are like as an artist, when you are um, out far enough into the water that you can't feel anything under your feet. Because that's how you know you're in the space where you can create something that's actually exciting. You know, when you're just out of your depths, just to the point where it's dangerous. Mm-hmm. You know, not so far out that you're like gonna die. You know, right. but like when you're just at that point where where there's a little bit of danger and there's a little bit of risk involved with what you're creating. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel we've had a lot of anxiety totally in this group 
with this podcast, with things that we've said and the way people are going to make comments. People, Because once this picks up, the comment section is going to be a fucking thing we do not look at. Making so a podcast is um, not easy, boys just as a, just, just as a quick... A, a quick um, not to cut you off, but little, just to add to to the kind of the, the 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 kind of David Bowie piece of it. What I think is an important addition to kind of that metaphor is that question in the Bowie. No, I'm just kidding. the Bowie. Her <laughs> hair just starts turning. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, is is that I look at it as on the one hand being a being, you know, kind of in that artistic space of being a little bit away from reality in a sense of like not touching the ground. But what I find interesting with that, and what th- and what this what this talks about a lot is again, is like the uh, the uh, I forgot what the name of the um, the Greek astrologer was who like was looking in the sky so much that he fell in a well, <laughs> like he's just he's like, oh Whoa! yeah, and he's yeah. just like oh now my ankles are broken. <laughs> well, they also related it to Icarus, you know what I mean? They also right. related to the the, the puer to Icarus, where it's like he's so outside the realm of consequence that he gets killed. Exactly, and and it's that idea of like like what I find interesting, kind of what I took away from from what you said with David Bowie is that like. On the one hand, he's like, yeah, he's like, you want to be a little bit above, let's just say, a couple feet above the, the bed of the ocean, so that you can kind of float in that creative space. But you think about you think about when you're at the beach, when you had to get out that far. What do you do before you start swimming? Drink. You're, Drink a lot. <laughs> John, John drives to the beach drunk. Everybody, <laughs> show it's, up, get hammered, go swimming. It's show like, up hammered, get more hammered. These are not get instructions. Arrested. These are not instructions. <laughs> not <laughs> advice. <laughs> Prescription. John's a doctor. Um, is is uh? Have you seen the mustache? <laughs> um, John's not a doctor. Um, but but it's that idea of what do you do before you get out to that point in the ocean where you're treading water? Is you have to walk? Is you're in ankle deep water and you're and you're connected to the ground? You know what I mean? Or you just it, run and dive. You know. Yes, you could also do that, but it's just like, not tie your drawstrings and everybody sees your butt crack. But it's but but again, it's that idea <laughs> of That's the way. of this of is the way. of how is I think how was. And, and, and again, I don't want to speak for David Bowie, but in in kind of thinking about it theoretically, how would how does someone get to a creative space like that where they can have a healthy detachment from that rooted through being the mundane, through through mundane reality to create something new is through having having that base to begin with. Like again, walking on the ocean floor before you can get to the point where you're just treading water, having that connection to what is on the day to day basis to then be able to create something other than that. Well, you know, the, if you're living in that theoretical nature all the time, you're not going to be able to actually create anything because you don't have the, one, understanding of reality, but two, you don't have the understanding of, of yourself and your experience in reality. Because I think how much, how much of art is that, of your own personal, ex- an artist's own personal experience dealing with reality. It's, right, and you know? this is also to bring this back. I'm sorry, did you want to make a point yeah, quick? Well, well yeah, um, there was, uh, oh, geez. Um, there was, uh, that harkens back to something that our boy Mr. Peterson has talked about Mr. Peterson. Jordan Jay Peterson. Peeps. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> Jordan J- P. J.B. Peeps. <laughs> Where uh, in, uh, in 13 Rules for Life, he talks about 12 how... 12 Rules. He ate Isn't a rule. it 13? No, it's no, 12. It's 12? I literally just gave him the book for his birthday. 12 Rules 12. for Life. I listened to it so long ago. John uh, can read. He cannot count. I, 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 I actually, I can't read. I listen to books because I, because I can't read. I, you wonder why I don't respond to text. But, but he I tries. Actually, he really tries. It's just sending memes. That's all. I'm just guessing with a meme but um <laughs> my phone's a picture book <laughs> i use i have a whole gif library is it gif or gif we need to figure that out in the future but i think it's gif but i think the, it's gif yeah, start with a g right so what i was trying to really get to is that uh, gif is smooth jordan peterson know. mentions keeping one foot planted firmly in what you're masterful of and another foot uh drifting in chaos so that you still have your root you still have somebody like <laughs> This one foot's like in the other one between two boats. One foot's cemented down, the other one's on ice, and he's trying to stand up. The other foot's just slowly being dissolved into a Vitamix. (laughs) 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 I love life! Life is great! What's that what's that movie where what's that movie where the volcano it's like like a Tommy Lee Jones movie or some shit like that where there's that there's that volcano in LA? You know what I'm talking about? What? No. There was this movie where there's this fucking like volcano randomly erupts in LA, and there's this scene in the middle of it where like is the this rock in dude, it? no, this dude gets stuck in the lava, and you see him like slowly melt into the lava. I think the movie's called Volcano. I think you were also correct. Tommy Lee Jones, volcano. volcano. There it is. Yeah. That's ridiculous. <laughs> not his best work. What's the, yeah. movie not the best the title either? Yeah. Yeah. Volcano. Oh, we're gonna make a movie volcano. about volcano. What do we call it? <laughs> Volcano. What do you think I'm going to say? Uh, well, it certainly ain't going to be called Jurassic Park. It's going to be Volcano. <laughs> yeah. It ain't Twister either. I fucking I marry, it's going to be Volcano. Jurassic Central Park. Ooh. There we go. I Just quit. 
Just a dinosaur just surviving off of homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that mimic? Mimic? Oh, no, that, it's just a velociraptor that eats ten that eats like ten like caricature sketch artists a day. Just actual actual skinwalker. He's got his easel, he's eating a peanut butter sandwich and just gets snatched up by a raptor. Yeah. <laughs> dragged behind the trees. But again, to bring it back to the point, right? So when it comes to that being at that level being in that that space where you're kind of floating and now you, you can express right. yourself it takes the discipline of the Senex to get there you have yeah. to, to, to step into the uncomfortable areas and then to stay there long enough to make something tangible um, right. where in the in the realm of the martial artist you know you're talking about like what we're made to create forms where I've seen all this shit online about all, all different all different kinds of masters and different kinds of teachers and like, how do you know that that's where it's from? And I have this book on Shaolin and the moves that you do aren't in it. So My how mom do you know? says something different. It's like, <laughs> yeah, what? <laughs> but, but at the same time, you're going to have a lot of key, you know, this is the fear and the aversion, right? You're going to have these keyboard warriors. You're going to have these people coming down, and you're going to have other teachers that might not necessarily know what they're doing judging you based on your history, you know what I mean? Mm. Whether they can find it online, you know? Mm. Um, oh, you you don't show your f- – I've heard this before. Like, oh, you know, like what? You have secret forms. What do you like learning? Like, like what do you mean you have secret forms? Oh, and it's like – Where's it's your peer-reviewed n- study? Where is it? It's not that they're. It's not even that they're secret. It's that like you don't. You haven't put the work in to earn them, to to to. So, so you can look at them and you can make judgments on something you know nothing about because you've never done it and not practiced in the art. You know. Yeah. Um. So, but people are going to judge you, based on what they see on the outside, mm-hmm. right? Even like the, so the small videos that we put up. I'm sure lots of people could have lots of stuff to say. Totally. Um, and people. We've seen lots of people as, you know, our teacher's TikTok gets more popular. Yeah. And his content gets more popular. Uh, a lot of people like to talk shit, you know, to a 52-year-old man who can still move the way that he moves. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, it's unbelievable. A, 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 lot, a lot of people love to talk shit, and they have no idea <laughs> who they're fucking it's just, talking it's to. Just, it's just hundreds of 35-year-old, like, overweight men in those, like, like door-framed, like, child bouncer things. Like, man, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I bet I could kick the shit out of you, bro. Like, they're just in one of those, like, roly, like, things covered in Cheerios. That log is fake. <laughs> yeah. That log's definitely made of styrofoam. Yeah. Fake log. Yeah. Fake Your lineage doesn't make any sense. He's got like, a bowl dude, with a suction cup on it. I can't it. find <laughs> any. rips it off and throws his Cheerios. I, I literally saw something online once that was like, that was like, um, he's not really doing Lohan Schwan because I have this Shaolin book and his yeah. basics aren't in that book. And it's like, what the fuck are you yeah. talking Because I bought a DVD from some guy on a boardwalk in California. It's like, it's not what? Actually, it's not actually Lohan Schwan. Your Tongbei Schwan is wrong. It's different. And it's like, well, guess what? Our version of Tongbei Schwan was given to our teacher by a defected monk. Yeah. So by a literal defected Shaolin yep. monk, yep. whose name I won't say because I don't want to get sued. But, you know, by, by a literal defected Shaolin monk, like so you can't say shit you don't you know you can't fucking say shit and it was it was back in the day and like how can you even prove that he really knew him and it's like because come on get a time machine then I'll shut up it's yeah like, god the internet sucks we're getting the, too, too deep into the, I'm sorry too deep into the water let me finish my point real well, quick these people that live in imagination so well yeah. no but I'm saying like as you're deep out into that water of creativity and now you're creating forms you're understanding your techniques you're taking the same five forms and you're taking 20 years to break them down and to understand the self-defense applications mm-hmm. behind them you're learning new weapons you're learning new skills you're seeing where your strengths are and where your weaknesses are you know it can be really really easy to attached to that prayer energy and never go there and now you're school hopping now it's that art didn't work for me i need to go someplace else i mean obviously you're going to find schools that are total bullshit you're not going to want to be there but now but you know what i mean like you're not really understanding the art that you're that you're that you're participating in you're not taking your time to really hone um hone what you can you know Hone the skills that you could be taught by those techniques. Yeah, you're, you're, you're speaking. You're speaking to one of the great things that a good a good martial arts system and instructor and school and student allows for, which is really, you know, again, kind of a microcosm of life in and of itself of of balancing your disciplined, rigorous, and also at times violent nature with compassion and creativity. And that, that's really that's really what you know, in my view, a kind of a martial artist is. And, and also with that, um, kind of, uh, um, to, to add to kind of what you're speaking about is, is, um, is think about how many times 
people either come into our school and they're like, ah, this is too hard, or like, oh, this is this is going to take a long time, and their ego, and it's not, and it's not just ego battling. That's a, that's that's a that's a very big face value piece of it, but it's also like, how many people of it you think probably struggle from aspects of this either probably a lot of times without their knowledge of oh this is this is too hard or, or this is scary or this is I'm going to get hurt by this and it's like yeah but then you think but then as people who have been a few years in and 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 more years in of where we were versus where we are in regards to um in certain areas you know resiliency for things in life that are that can be linked back to to our martial training and through getting punched in the face and getting thrown on the ground and getting hurt and getting the shit kicked out of us for seemingly for money, we have to pay for that. I just yeah. realized, God damn yeah. it! Those beatings cost us. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Cost this us is not money. a luke. This is not lucrative. I've just realized. Yeah. No, it is, I it quit. Is, it's an expense. <laughs> this is yeah. yeah this is this actually is, an expense. I spend that. I spend thousands every your year. Your ass kicking is not between tax deductible. Tuition, seminars, yeah. merch seminars, to keep weapons, the school merch. going, donations. You yep. know what I mean? Like just get Charlie horsed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gear, weapons, but, but a lot of shoes. A, a lot of those people that come in and have no idea or aren't really willing to try or are are just they're not willing to to look their limitations in the eye and challenge them. You know, I feel like a lot of that is that that imaginary just barrier they're creating for themselves. Like, yeah, I, I can't yeah. do this. I'm not ready for this. When that's they're self sabotaging. They're, totally. they're not they're not pulling that curtain back and shining totally. light on. Well, maybe if I do this. I wouldn't feel this way, you know. Maybe I can get stronger if I actually work on the things that I suck at. Right. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Uh, since we're getting kind of closer to the end, because I know we have kind of a busy day today, we got to cut the recording a little bit shorter than usual. Is it okay if I try to summarize the points, and then you guys can kind of? Uh, yeah. Yeah. So what I, I'm, I consent. What, what I'm what I'm getting what I'm getting from this conversation is that we are we are learning how to take the positives and negatives of the Puer Eternus and the Senex and combine the two of them so that we can be the greatest and grandest versions of ourselves, correct? Wherein yeah. the positives of the Puer is the dreaming and the intelligence and the spiritual and emotional intelligence and the understanding that you're part of something greater and that there are dreams and big things that you can plan for and that you can do. And whereas the positive of the Senex is the, the buckling down and getting disciplined and putting the work in and being self-critical and self-analytical, being able to take criticism... Yeah. And being able to apply that criticism to a more positive life and a more positive future. Um, and then avoiding the negatives, being in that dreaming state, lounging, uh, sloth, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like uh, 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 taking three hours when you could take 15 minutes because you're mm -hmm. lost in 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 tweaking when you can just do the thing and with the Senex with like seeing where you are in your life and feeling stuck and feeling bitter and feeling betrayed and yeah. feeling old and broken when you're not old and broken until your heart stops beating right. you know mm -hmm. and I think too and I think just as a, as, a, as a quick aside I think that's why I and I think probably all of us feel this to a certain degree in certain levels of pulling is you know like me in my you know later 20s that you know I look at people you know some people that are like in their 50s and 60s and they can be very like again like you said bitter and they, are, and they have the negative aspects of that and it's scary where I'm like is this what adult life is like I don't want to but but but, but some but, people will tell you yes exactly and those are the bitter people they're like that's what life is and I'm like but that's the thing is that is that you know it's like it's a bitter adult telling almost like your inner child like hey this is what it's like and you're like really I don't want to I don't want to do. It. I'll just. I'll just breastfeed till I'm thirty. <laughs> I know. There, metaphorically there, speaking, there, there was somebody in my family who, like, my whole time growing up, would always be like, "Well, you know, that's how it goes. Life sucks, and then you die." Yeah, and you're and like, I grew oh, up. I grew up yeah. with that Gross. in the back of my head. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's, that's really. Yeah. But 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 what you realize is 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 especially in having this conversation and also in being open to these types of topics is you're like, wait a minute, that's not how. That's not how life really is. That is that is how. You're, you're talking to someone who has. You know, poorly integrated and poorly matured, or 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 has a very limited perspective on the positives and negative things that have happened in their life, in in a way. And that's not how life is. They, they, you're talking to someone who's just bitter. And, you and know? I, th I think the abundance of that opinion, just just how many people I've yeah. heard say, yeah. life sucks and then you die. It just goes to show how easy it is for you to live an entire lifetime without acting on any of, of the opportunities that you could have manufactured yeah. for yourself. Not integrating Although that childlike like energy. is a great Nas song. Also Life's true. A bitch and then you die. And then you That's die. That's when we get high because you never know when you're going to go. Right? Chica chica. It's a great tune, but uh, but great it, tune. it really is it really is sad just how how 
everywhere. <laughs> like it's it's ubiquitous. The uh, the the amount of people that say that that you know yeah. life sucks and then you die, and it's just I see so many people that miss their chance, and I think that's the way it is. Yeah. Like they didn't have anything to do with it. But like, you don't you get gotta just actually one try. chance. You, you create don't. chances. Exactly. You create chances. And a lot of that is through moving moving continuous motion right making decisions you know? to act now on the things you want to try out yeah. like my buddy and i failed at making a bacon business you know we, we thought i was i was making these craft bacon and it Which, never by happened by the way the best bacon i've ever had in my bacon is amazing life yeah it's yeah really shit. really good and we, was a very good cook we and took no, a so chance we, we took a chance at, at, at you know at we, we thought we were really good at this thing and we we saw an opportunity and it wound up not panning out and you know we made bacon for our friends it was awesome we you need know? to open a food truck that serves your bacon and my steaks <laughs> There we go. Well, listen, that sounds awesome. <laughs> we will call it Man Meat. <laughs> man meat meat, meat of Man. Man Meat Incorporated. Marshall man, Meat. Man <laughs> Meat. Man Meat is part of Marshall Man Meat. On top, of, meat. On top of Marshall Supplements, we'll be making Marshall Meat as well. Marshall oh, Meat. Uh, uh, so, oh, we could sell jerky. Marshall Jerky. I got some of that in the fridge, bro. It's like fuck sweatshirts. We're making jerky. Yeah, people are like, that was a bit of a sidestep, but I guess that's good if it's profitable. But but by the way, the posts were private. Some people, uh, the Mac got his hoodie. He posted some pictures in the hoodie. Looks awesome. He's super happy with it. Um, I'm very pleased with all that stuff. Buy a hoodie, Uh, wear a hoodie. Thank you to everybody. Thank you, thank you to everybody who has purchased uh, t-shirts and hoodies so far. So we really, really appreciate it. And all that profit is going to go back into the show. So thank you very much. Yeah. Um, and we can finally buy Ryan a pair of pants. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I mean, look at those calves. Yeah. <laughs> um. But yeah, it's it it seems that you know, kind of kind of to your to your summary that it's it's um, understanding and appreciating and properly integrating your childlike nature and energy to be able to keep the excitement about life so you don't become bitter when you're older and, and and then you don't pass on that bitterness to very impressionable actual children you know that are growing up like like you like you kind of had that experience and then on top I, was of the, a, I was a child in a world of adults yes you know what i mean so it was a little different for me you know i yeah. didn't really have a lot of kids around right um and uh what is it uh and then and then with that as well you know but also being able to um temper your uh childlike nature to be able to actually go forward in life and be disciplined enough and have to to get into a routine and so that you can actually actualize and create those things that kind of that inner child wants you to create and 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 you feel that excitement towards you know and be able to do that and a lot of that starts with just taking that first step away from childhood which is taking a first step into the unknown just taking the first step literally forward and then building off of that new perspective to then you have more perspective, you have more kind of literal existential and spatial knowledge of where you can go and what you need to do and whether that was the right decision or not. And through that experience, you know, being able to then be that person you want to be and, and you know, become that person, that well-integrated person that I think kind of Jung talks about a lot as being properly mm-hmm. integrated and integrate your dark side and integrate all those areas of you to kind of be that that really unified, wholesome version of yourself to kind of go forward and, you know, kind of make some awesome stuff and kind of, you know, make some impact. Mm. So, Well, I think that's a good point for us, boys. So thank you to our Instagram followers. Thank you to our Discord members. Thank you to our patrons. This has been the Marshall Mind Podcast. <laughs>